I want to preach a message I believe is going to be so beneficial to our lives. And the fact is that, you know what, we need to make sure we develop a lifestyle of praise and worship. Uh, develop a lifestyle of reading God's word where we come and sit at Jesus' feet and pray and seek Him and, and get instruction from God. And so I want to preach out of this text tonight, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. Luke chapter 10, verse 38. You know this story very well. If you're there, say amen. If you're not there, say, hold on. Oh, come on. No, no. <laughs> all right, we'll wait, we'll wait. It's so good. Amen. We'll wait in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's a story, amen. It's a story tonight that I believe is so familiar to every one of us. In verse 38 in Luke's gospel of chapter 10, it says this, Now it happened as they went that he entered a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary who also sat at Jesus' feet. I want you to catch this. So we've got Martha and Mary. All right, Martha welcomes Jesus in. Welcome, Jesus, come into the house. And then Jesus sits down and Mary sits down listening to Jesus at his feet and heard his word. Verse 40, but Martha was distracted. Everyone say distracted. Distracted. Distracted on her mobile phone. Oh, hey, hello. Distracted on Instagram and Facebook. And, mm, it's getting quiet up in here. I'll keep moving on. Martha was distracted with much serving and she approached him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Therefore, tell her to help me. And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing, everyone say one thing. One thing is needed. And Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from it. I want to preach a message from this thought, the priority of worship. The priority of worship. You know what? We need to understand that worship is fundamentally being in God's presence. And so we must, can I stress this importantly? We must keep this in mind that we must prioritize in just being in God's presence. Can you say amen? That the purpose of worship is to come and get closer to God. It's to come and get closer to Jesus. It's more than just singing songs, lifting your hands, clapping your hands and praying. The foundation of worship is coming into His presence. There's nothing like coming and sitting at the feet of Jesus. There's nothing like being in His presence. And you know He's right there and He's, he's speaking words to you. And you know, man, this is impacting my life. It's doing something in my soul. Just being at the feet of Jesus does something significant. Psalms 16 verse 11, you will show me the path of life. Listen to this. In your presence is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. David is writing and says, God, there's no place I'd rather be but in your presence. Because when I'm in your presence, I feel joy. When I'm in your presence, I know that there's nothing else in this world that I'd rather be. There's no place I'd rather be and there's nothing else I'd rather need but just to sit in at your feet. I want to I wanna be close to him. Amen. And we don't want to just come to church to try and impress Him with our spiritual uh, prayers. And we try to get ourselves revved up so that we can be, you know what, on fire for God. But we need to come and listen to His words. We need to come in His presence and humbly receive His instruction, His correction on our lives and be changed. Hallelujah. The Bible says, do not be conformed to this world, but be renewed. 
be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Amen. God wants to transform you, but you got to come and sit in His presence. The Bible says, draw near unto me and I will draw near to you. Come on, you got to take the first step and say, God, I want to stay in your presence. you got to be passionate and say, God, oh, I've got things in my life that I don't know what's going on. But God, all I know is if I can just get to church. All I know is if I can just sit at your word. Every day in the morning when you wake up, when you feel like, man, today is a heartache. You feel like you're going to get to work and your boss is mean to you. You get to work, there's people who are being bad to you. you got to come to his feet and say, Jesus fill me up Lord and it's in his presence when we sit down with him how many know getting in God's presence should be our number one priority our number one priority Jesus was invited this story says he was invited to the two sisters house he accepted their invitation he readily accepted it and Jesus is always ready to be welcomed into our homes and into our hearts this was true for them and it's true for us today he wants to be present with us but the most important question is this what do we do when he arrives how do we respond to his presence he wants to be present with us but the important question is this what do we do when he arrives and how do we respond in his presence our scripture tells us it happened as they went he entered a village and a certain woman named Martha welcome welcomed him into her house if you're taking note number one let's consider worship and work worship and work and these two sisters one of them is a worker one of them is a workaholic Martha is the girl she is the one she's so energetic she's passionate I mean she takes the league lead and welcomes Jesus into her house and because of Martha's nature throughout the story I picture Martha's personality full of life strong personality this is Martha Mary she's the reserved one she's a quiet one she's she, she loves to sit down and on you know don't interrupt me I'm listening kids be quiet you know wants to listen to Jesus words I don't want to hear anything quiet and the difference in these personalities they cut through easy Martha is the spiritual workaholic she loves I mean she believes that if you want to be close to God you should be as busy as you can doing his work you should be busy in, in doing everything for God and every time Mary is mentioned because Mary had a different approach. She believed that if you want to be close to God, you should simply sit at His feet. You should worship. And every time Mary's mentioned in the New Testament, she's sitting at Jesus' feet. John 11 verse 32, she's at the feet at, after her brother Lazarus dies. In John chapter 12, uh, 12 verse 3, she's at the feet in Jesus uh, of Jesus worshiping. And in this story, she's at Jesus' feet in this story. You know what? Sitting at the feet of Jesus bears significance. In Greco-Roman culture, when a student wanted to show the utmost respect to the teacher, they would sit at their teacher's feet. It was the humble posture of a learner. By situating themselves at such an intimate position in relationship to the one who was instructing them. It showed how much they valued the education they were receiving and the close connection to the instructor. The Greek word for mathetes means one who is an understudy, one who knows that the teacher offers them 
insights that they could never gain on their own. It is a signal of the student's recognition of the superiority of the teacher to teach them. You know, Mary recognized that Jesus can tell her things that no one else could. She could learn things that she couldn't find at certain schools. She wanted to learn from the master. She wanted to learn from the true disciple maker, Jesus Christ. She welcomed. She wanted to sit down and hear Jesus speak. Mary recognizes, I don't, I don't want to just sit down and hear information. She, she wanted Jesus just for that relationship. She wanted to be close to Jesus. And this story gives us some great revelation that you and I need to hear. It's got to be more than just formal Bible study with Jesus. We need to hear from the living word himself. John chapter 1 verse 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as one of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John is writing, The word that became flesh dwelt among us. You know what, here it is, we read the written word in the Bible. And the, here it is, the Bible tells us Jesus is the word and he became flesh. And he dwelt among the people. And listen, if we only hear the word without hearing from the author himself, we have turned our Bible study into an academic exercise. We've turned Bible study into just informative reading just to learn. And we've turned our Christianity from a relationship to a religion well now it's got to be oh i got to do this now i got to do this to be saved i got to do this so i can get jesus attention but mary teaches us a lesson listen you don't have to do all these things to get jesus attention all you need is a simple relationship with jesus christ what about you tonight do you desire to be in god's presence I mean, is it just to get information from Him or is it to deepen your relationship with Him? Martha worked, Mary worshipped. Secondly, let's talk about religion and relationship for a minute. Because if we're not careful, we can just come to church and all our service could ever be is just religious routine. And it's done out of religious duty then rather than be a relationship devotion. There's a difference. It's either duty or delight. Martha was distracted from Jesus by her work for Jesus. Martha starts off well. Martha welcomes Jesus into her house in verse 38. But then her attitude changes. She gets angry at Mary because Mary ain't helping. Mary's sitting down listening to Jesus. And Martha demands Jesus, hey, Jesus, tell her to get up off her butt, man. I'm doing all the work here. Tell her to get up and help me in the kitchen. I mean, she starts off with Jesus on her mind, but then gets distracted with all other things on her mind. She's distracted by the good thing that she was doing for a guest and so isn't in a close vicinity to her guest. I mean, that could be like you. You could be doing all the right things. You could be serving and, uh, you know what, feeding the homeless, doing all these right things and everything, but you're missing out on why you're doing it. You've forgotten that, you know what, this is a relationship. And now your serving is, is done uh, in a wrong way, in a wrong mindset, when it should be done in a relationship manner. And all Martha's preparations became about a performance. And she misses the whole point about being 
with Jesus. You know, sometimes when you're really enjoying something, sometimes when you love doing something, you can lose you know, track of time. You can lose all sense of your surroundings. You can get lost in something you really enjoy, whether it be music, reading a book. Uh, it might be a great meal. I mean, it's easy. For example, you, you start having fellowship with friends and families and you're partaking of this tasty feast. And to enjoy it so much that you don't pay attention to the people whom you're eating with at the table. I mean, you can be so busy fellowshipping with your fried chicken that you miss out on fellowshipping with the people around you. Distracted. Martha, I mean, her questions to Jesus. She, she began to question, Jesus, do you care? Jesus, do you care that I'm doing this all alone? I mean, Martha's annoyance leads to a theological questioning of whether, whether he really cares. I mean, Jesus, do you really care? I'm doing all the work here. Do you care what I'm doing? This wrong attitude that begins to now filter her serving. Jesus, do you really care? I'm doing all the work here, Jesus. And sometimes we can get mixed up and when we're like, you know what, out on outreach and we don't see anyone. It's like, man, where are you? Where's everyone? It's like, man, but really, it's all about the heart. Jesus is wanting us to have this relationship. Jesus is wanting us to have relationship over religious duties. Jesus wants to come back to the heart of worship to say, listen, don't you ever forget. Your service is for me. Jesus is saying, your service is for me. Martha became more concerned with more concerned with serving Jesus rather than being with Jesus. Her theology is being controlled by her perception of her circumstances. She sees, I mean, think about this. She sees it's Jesus' fault that she's not getting enough help because Jesus is occupied with entertaining Mary. But she's lost the point of Jesus' visit in the first place. But you notice Mary didn't say a word about it. She's this innocent person just sitting there. If you're doing something for God and you develop a bad attitude from doing it, you aren't doing it for Jesus anymore. I say that again. If you're doing something for God and you develop a bad attitude from doing it, listen, you're not doing it for Jesus anymore. You're doing it for yourself. So Martha looked at Jesus, told Jesus what to do. That, that's never the sign of right relationship with Jesus. She didn't request Jesus, can you please, you know, ask me. She demands this to be done. And the problem is with Martha's underlying attitude. Her attitude was, if you really love me then, if you really love me. Now, of course, we can find a little sympathy for Martha's predicament. Because no one wants to do the work by themselves. But I mean, let's keep in mind our attitude when we come into His presence. Our service don't become religious. That our service must be focused on Christ, the relationship with Jesus, done out of love. Amen? Amen. I close with thirdly this divine correction. Because in our story in verse 41, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. But one thing is needed. Hallelujah. And Mary has chosen the good part which will not be taken away from her. Jesus repeats Martha's name twice. And whenever Jesus says something twice, 
It means he's serious. He means he's talking serious here. And Jesus says, Martha, you got too much on your mind. Martha, you're wrestling about so many things in your mind. You need to settle down. You need to get proper perspective. She needs to let go of the frustration, let go of the irritation and blame, and look at herself honestly and say, God, I'm, I'm sorry, forgive me that my service is, is now done out of difficulty and it's done out of a wrong motive of my heart. And Jesus begins to affirm Mary's choice. The principle that Mary grasped was this, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4. Martha is busy, but Mary is busy being blessed with Jesus. Hallelujah. Listening to Jesus, being in close proximity to Christ should be our first priority. That we ought to pay attention to His Word. That's the starting place for our spiritual lives. Through prayer and the Word, we should come and sit at His feet every day. We should wake up in the morning and pray, sit at His feet. When we come home, as David says, I'll meditate on Your Word day and night. We come home, all we want to think about is, God, I want to come into Your presence. God, I want to stay. I want to hear Your voice. And Mary begins to make this decision to say, you know what, I'd rather sit at His feet rather than serve at the sink of service. He, she begins to understand, you know what, this is why we had this fellowship in the first place, is to be with Jesus. That God, to be in His presence, was always the first priority, but Martha became distracted by it all. David wasn't called a man after God's own heart because he lived a perfect life but because he was always pursuing the presence of God. I mean, hear what David says, one thing I have, hallelujah, one thing I have asked from the Lord that I shall seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Psalms 27 verse 4. I was glad when they said to me, let's go up to the house of the Lord. Psalms 122 verse 1. Psalms 42 verse 1 says, As the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. David is saying, man, God, I've tried, I've tasted from the world and that's left me empty. I've gone to different nightclubs and relationships. I try to find fulfillment in these things, but it's left me unsatisfied. But as soon as I came into your presence, I found something that I've never experienced before. I've been, uh, you know what, received a total deliverance in my heart and there's no other place I'd rather be but be in his presence oh taste and see that the Lord is good amen I don't want to go anywhere else I want to be in your presence I want to sit down with Jesus Christ and just like David just like Mary we should long to be in God's presence we should seek every opportunity to be with him amen Mary doesn't have to say anything to defend herself she's quiet during the whole exchange and Jesus intervenes on our behalf and says, when we are in God's presence, we should let Jesus do all the talking. When we're in His presence, you know what? Be still. God, what do you want to do in my life? We're so quick to blurt out our list. No, 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 no. God, I need to Why don't you sit down and just say, God, you know what? What do you want me to do? What would you have me to do? Teach me from your word. God, I want you to speak to me from your word. I need this book to come alive like never before. Sometimes you read it, it's kind of like just pages on a book. But when you have a relationship with Jesus, this thing comes alive, man. 
that you're like, whoa, I didn't get that. I've read that a thousand times before, but now that makes sense. It's because Jesus is speaking through His Word. His Word is coming alive. And the Bible tells us that the Word of God is God-breathed. You know what? God wants to breathe His Word into your life. That the pages from this book comes now, it's transferred into your mind. So now you're being renewed by the Word and your mind's getting transformed because you're sitting down with Jesus Christ. You're studying His Word. You're allowing Him to speak instead of you doing all the talking. When your service is keeping you from His presence, listen, you need to readjust your priority say that again when your service is keeping you from his presence that's the moment you need to readjust your priority and get back at his feet man bro i'm telling you if you could just come at his feet he will tell you how to be a good disciple when you begin to open up his word i remember being a new christian and i sat down and i began to open up the word of god and i just wanted to know more about jesus I mean, if I'm going to follow Jesus and pick up my cross, I need to know who I'm following. How did Jesus speak? How did Jesus conduct himself? If we're going to be people who would want to invite Jesus, uh, you know what, invite people to come and know Jesus, do you know him yourself to actually present him in a way like, you know what, hey, I know him because I've, I've read his word. Many Christians don't know Jesus, so-called Christians. Bible tells us many on that day will say, Lord, Lord, did we not do this in your name? Did we not do this? And Jesus says himself, depart from me. I never knew you. That's sobering. You can come to church. High five people. Hallelujah. Smile on your way out. Praise the Lord. And then you die. And one day you get a, get a frightening awakening. Depart from me. I never knew you. And I'm talking about eternity. This is like total eternal separation where now you're away from the presence of God. Where now the, the church that we're praying for you, your mom or your dad or your brother or sister is praying for you and you enter into eternity, their prayers have been lifted off you and now you're sitting right there, just you and Jesus, the judge. And he says, depart from me. I never knew. Did we not? Did, I, I came to church that night. I did all these things. Depart from me, I never knew you. That's why I'm talking about this message because we need to keep the priority of worship. It's got to be a relationship. I don't want you to ever stand before God. Pastor Bobby never preached about this. He never told me about this. Man, I'm, I've got a conviction because I've got, I'm going to be, you know what, accountable. The Bible tells us. I've got a conviction. You know, I'm going to preach the word of God. I'm going to preach about hell and I'm, that's coming up shortly. Stay tuned. I'm going to preach about, you know what, sex and the church and God, holiness. I'm telling you, we need to hear these messages because why? Because we, because it's Jesus. He wants us to know this is Him and this is what He declared. That you know what, if, you, if your eye caused you to sin, cut it off. Listen, if your arm caused you to cut it off. Listen, you can't just be a Christian and, and smooth sail your way into heaven. Listen, there's got to be a time where you got to hear and say, hey, you got to be godly, you got to be holy, you got to be sanctified, you got to be separated from the world and the priority what I'm preaching here is a relationship with Jesus that many times we can get so caught up in all our business and church activity and we miss the relationship and we get to stand on before God and we're like, yeah we did all this stuff God remember the time when I did all the outreach and I did all... depart from me I never knew you 
Come back to his feet. Get to know Jesus. Read, get a Bible and you see the, the words that are marked out in red. God, I want to know you. God, let me, I want to know you more, Jesus. Come on, we got to get desperate. To say, Jesus, I, I don't know you on a personal level like brother so-and-so does. I don't know you like how Sister Melody knows you. I don't know you like how Pauline knows you. So God, I want to know you for myself. Jesus, allow me to sit at your feet. Jesus, allow me to be a student of your word. May you speak to my life. I want to be a student. I want to learn from you, God. I, I, I don't want to know anything else, God. I just want to know about you. Help me to be a disciple. A disciple is a Christian. Christian means to be Christ-like. Are you a Christian? Will you follow His Word? And just like how Brother David prayed, you know what? Let's be doers of the Word. Not just be hearers only, but doers of your Word. That when we do sit down with Jesus and He's speaking to us and He's telling us, listen, you need to get rid of this. And you listen, He's dealing with you with a sin issue that, you know what? He's telling you, He's reminding you, life is short. Life is but a vapor. You can't be living like this. You've got to live pure, righteous, holy life. That's where true fulfillment will come. When you begin to decide and say, listen, I'm not living like the world. I'm going to come and sit at His feet and live for Christ. Let's be a people that would, you know what, come back at His feet. When things start to, you know what, get out of shape and it's like, man, we're just doing all this service because we have to do all the service. Let's reprioritize. Let's come back in His presence. Come back at His feet. And let's spend some time with Jesus. Let that be the priority of our worship. It's more than just singing songs. It's more than just prayer. It's about a relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Very simple message tonight. I believe God would want to minister into our hearts. You know, when we leave this place, we don't want to leave the same way we came in. We want to be changed every service. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 2 that when they begin to assemble in, in the upper room, the Holy Ghost came and filled them with His Spirit. The fire came down and fell upon their tongues, giving them the power to live. And you shall be my witnesses. In verse 8, Acts chapter 1, verse 8, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses to me. God wants to deposit power in your life to be a disciple, to live out the Christian faith in power, not in your own strength, but in the power of the Holy Ghost. That's why we come to church, because we're saying, God, we need more of your power. God, we want to desire to be in your presence. Not come to church because I have to come to church, but because I want to come and to be in your presence. The priority of worship. Will you begin to make a priority tonight? Say, you know what, I'm going to get up in the morning and pray. I'm going to get up in the morning, I'm going to listen to worship music rather than filth on the, on the radio. Songs of this world that play music that disconnect you from your relationship with Jesus. Come on, put on some worship music. Feed your soul. It's important what you listen to. Get back to Jesus Christ. I want to give an invitation. The Bible says that it's appointed for man to die once and then comes the judgment. Every head bowed and every eye is closed. My brother, my sister, if you're in this place and you know what, I want to ask you the question, where will you go if you were to die tonight? 
Where will you spend eternity if you were to pass from this life to the next? Do you know Jesus and will He allow you into heaven? Jesus says, well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He's talking to Christians, to the believers. But then He speaks to a people who do not know Him. And He says, depart from me. I never knew you. What about you tonight? Think about that. When you stand before God on judgment day, would He say these words, well done, or will He say, depart from me? You know which one He's going to say. You know exactly what He's going to say to you. So tonight I want to ask you the question again. Where will you spend eternity? Heaven or hell? You're here tonight. You want to give your life to Jesus. You want Him to come into your life. You want to have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You know you feel God tugging upon your heart right now, telling, telling you to respond, telling you to give your life to Jesus. God's been moving on your your heart for days, weeks, months, years. Tonight is your night. Respond to Jesus. You're here. You want to get saved. You want to give your life to Jesus. No one looking around. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. No one moving around. You want to get saved. You want to give your life. You raise your hand. Lift it up tonight with mine and say, yes, that's me. Pray for me. I'm not saved. I'm not right with God. I need Jesus in my life. Lift up your hand tonight. We'll count it a privilege to pray with you. Lift it up tonight. This is just between you and God. Lift it up. Lift your hand. Amen. God bless you, sir. I see that hand. Anyone else want to join this honest man and say, yes, that's me. I need Christ. I need Jesus in my life. God bless you. I see these hands. Anyone else want to join this honest heart? Maybe you're backslidden. You once had a relationship with Jesus Christ, but you've gone back into your ways. My brother, my sister, don't leave it till it's too late. And you get into eternity. You pass from this life and you hear the words, depart from me. Don't leave it too, too late. Stop playing games with Jesus. Because there will come a time when the very soul, amen, I see that hand. Your very soul will be sapped and received out of your body into eternity. If that's you tonight, you feel God moving on your heart. You want to get saved. You say, yep, that's me. Lift it up tonight. Say, yes, I'm not saved. I'm not right. If I was to die, I wouldn't make heaven my home. Lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. God bless you. God bless you. Anyone else? Come on, lift it up. See these hands. God bless you, brothers. Anyone else want to join us on his heart? This is between you and him. You're not saved. Stop playing church. Have a relationship with Jesus. Raise it up tonight. God loves you. He wants to save you. Amen and amen. My brothers who lifted your hand, you look up for a second. You met that? Amen. Come, come out of your seat. Come, come, we'll pray for you. Hemi, Dave, guys, if you could just please pray for our brothers. Come, come. Our brothers are going to pray with you this morning, tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Zephaniah too. Turning to the church. Church, you're here tonight, and you know what? You want to give your life to Jesus. Amen. You want to give, you know what, your heart again to Jesus Christ. These altars are open. Maybe God's been speaking to you about your relationship. That's, you know what, it's become fizzled out. And every, your, your life's just become about serving now, and, and you've missed out on Jesus. Why don't you come out of your seat? This is the call for Christians to come out of the seat and spend time in His presence and reprioritize their lives right now. Amen. These altars are open. If God's spoken to you, won't you come out of your seat and come at this altar. God bless. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord Jesus, I pray, God, let our church be a church, a candlestick church, God, that will reflect your heart, Lord.
for me.